Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. of April 2013, episode 105 of The Skeptic Wire. I'm your host, Gary Lawn, and with me this week are Greg Perrine and Donna Swafford. How's that for, well... That was... Just, first off, we were melodious, I guess yes. that's the word, and you're Mr. Radio now. You're like, you know, next thing we're going to be hearing is, you know... Watching on CNN, you know, you're going to take over James Earl Jones' job. There seems to be a backup on the freeway. Don't go there. I, I'm I'm not going to be able to talk for another minute because I'm usually don't have to be prepared to actually say anything for the first couple of minutes because you just kind of ramble on. And that's extemporaneous speaking by Greg Perrine. <laughs> Let's give him a hand, folks. <laughs> that sounds something entirely different on the radio. Let's give them a fat, folks. <laughs> All right, so how's everybody's week? My my week's going pretty damn good. Yeah, mine's not. Started. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. But um, I finally get to go to a to a conference out of state, so I'm very excited. Yay! Yay. Uh, I have to thank the United Coalition of Reason, and specifically Fred Edwards and the American Humanist Association, because I'll be going as a student on a scholarship. Very cool. To their conference in end of May. Well, and we expect a her... full report. Yeah, yeah I, I probably have to rewrite something. <laughs> I, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully some of our listeners will be there as well and can say hi. Yes. And get a I, button. Yes. Yes. So I'll have buttons. I won't actually be staying at the hotel because it's a bit uh, pricey. But um, I'm only five miles away. Yeah, you, so. just, you just have to stay sober enough to be able to get back to the place where you're sleeping. Sure, so that's you easy. You think enough. taxi cab drivers are not used to drunk people in their cabs? I said sober enough. Uh, that's why I always get a card from the hotel, <laughs> but I also don't drink that much, so probably not a problem. All right, anybody else? Anybody else? No. Nope. Yes. Uh, uh, let's move on. Do we have any birthdays? <laughs> Yes, yes, we do have a birthday today, April It would be 9th. really surprising in a world of six billion people if there wasn't a birthday six today. People, six billion people alive today. I thought it was closer to seven. It's closer to seven, but okay. But we're going to round down because of, you know... Genocide. Sure. <laughs> That's not funny. It's really not. Not funny at all. <laughs> uh, we'll just cut that one out. Okay, so <laughs> six billion just because of... Uh, what we, uh, Wait, what do you call it when when people are quitting? Uh, Quitters. Yeah, sure. Because they're all on unemployment. Yeah. Yeah, they don't count. <laughs> oh dear. Now, that well, that's better than my comment. <laughs> well, it's less less death, deathy. It's less evil. Technically, yes. Anyway, ah, speaking of <laughs> less deathy birthdays. Oh, less so this person must be alive. Yes, this person is alive. This is like four weeks in a row. I as think. far as I know, I mean, it, it, I don't see anything of death. He, thing of death. Well, date of death. You mean obituary? No, no. He usually has like a a, a date at the end, like a yes. year. Yes. There's there's a beginning date. There's no end to date. So this person could be old then. Quite old because he was born in 1928. Good gracious. Oh, oh, is it is it is it the. Uh, the if, naturalist dude. If you get it on your first guess, I'm gonna scream. But uh, the 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 guy who's going or uh, uh, oh, curse what's his name? Um, David Attenborough. No. Oh, good. Okay. Phew. <laughs> um, more. Um, he's kind of got a dual career. Kind of did one for a while and meddled in another one. Or George Rabb. You're getting closer uh, because this person has done perf public performing. Uh, of what sort? Music. Okay. So he, he was or is a musician? He did music for a while and has kind of left it behind. 
Did he do that before or after his science skeptically thing? Well, he went to college, got his master's and all and that. In what? Uh, mathematics. Okay. And then decided that you know he was he was doing this music stuff. He was having fun with it, so he recorded a couple albums, no. did some performing. Not a lot of performing, and and like I said, only a couple albums. Because apparently he... That's he, still quite a few albums. That's a, that's a few yes, more albums than a lot of people. Yes, it's more than <laughs> I've made. <laughs> hmm. No, more. Need more. Need more. Um, he was quoted as saying, If, after hearing one of, one of my songs, just one human being is inspired to say something nasty to a friend, or perhaps strike a loved one, it will be all have been worth the while. Philip Glass. No. Think less... Avant-garde. Avant-garde and more... What type Show of music? tunes. He played the piano and was very inspired by musical theater. Oh, fuck. I know this. Um, one might say that our one of our favorite piano players nowadays, Tim Minchin, is, might, might have been inspired oh, by Tom, him. Tom, Tom Lair. Tom yes. Lair. Tom Lair. Congratulations, <laughs> Donna. You're a queen of the podcast. At least for Her. the next hour until we do this lightning round. Ish. <laughs> Okay, great. Tumblr. Yes. Happy birthday. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much... I, I described his general career where he went off and... He well, was he, has... at, he was at Harvard and I think MIT for a while. Uh, got a master's, but then kind of went off and did the, the musical performing thing. But right. the... He's got some science stuff. He's got yep. the the periodic table. The the element song, which was based on the Gilbert and Sullivan. I am the very model of a modern major general. And Michael uh, what? A modern major general. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he decided in the 70s that he really wasn't that interested in doing the live performing thing. He hated doing the same song over and over and over again. Yeah, I have that same problem. And um, so he just said, you know what? I don't feel like doing this much anymore. He continued to do some things, like he wrote some songs for the children's show Electric Company because he went to college with the guy who, I think, started the program. Uh, but... Um, Mostly just moved back on to teaching um, uh, mathematics and musical theater out in California somewhere, I think. And Very he exciting. he retired from teaching in 01, I believe, uh, 2001, and um, still alive, just kind of putters around California, I guess. Well, stuck in the where are they now file, although well, the fact I, is okay. he has lived a long and yes, full life. Yes, definitely. Uh, University of California, Santa Cruz. Okay. And, of course, uh, we would be remiss without uh, saying an adieu to uh, Roger Ebert, who was also a skeptic, atheist kind of guy. Well, he wasn't an atheist. He, he didn't come out and say that he was atheist, but no, he, he had... he didn't believe in God, though. Yeah, he had very <laughs> atheistic he was, he was very much a humanist. Yes, I've, I've seen some people write that he was a Catholic humanist. Yes, yeah. He, he, he was a Catholic to the core, but he didn't believe in all that religious BS. <laughs> Which is... An interesting kind of well, it's kind of like a cultural Catholic, like a cultural uh, Jew, I guess. Yeah. And speaking of California, let's give a big shout out to Senator Richard Ricardo Lara, who just recently introduced Senate Bill three two three, which will be having its first committee hearing tomorrow on the tenth. He has introduced a bill that basically is going to try and charge public taxes. Two groups that discriminate not only against LGBT, but against atheists. I wonder if that'll cool. include churches. Well, it's you said the it was directed towards youth groups. It said it require those organizations to pay corporate taxes on donations, membership dues, camp fees, and other sources of income, and to obtain sellers' permits and pay sales taxes on food, beverage, and homemade items sold at fundraisers. <laughs> okay. Seeks to end unfortunate discriminatory and outdated practices by certain youth groups. So... So, yes. <laughs> cool. Well, so, we will we'll keep an eye goes. on that, yeah. and we will let everybody know, but let's... My guess is it'll die, but... Probably, probably, but it is kind of an opportunity to force those people to kind of stand up and shout, No! You can't stop me from being a bigot! Religious freedom! Bigotry's yes. still thing. Yeah. Well, that's how people think. Yes. And maybe, someday... We'll know why and how thinking is done. Thanks to an initiative 
by the Obama administration. The brain initiative. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little disappointed brains, 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 because brains, brains, it's brains. it's the it's the brain research through advancing innovative neurotechnologies. So really, it should be brains. They should they should incorporate that. Uh, no, uh, no, no, yeah. no, it should be Bert Ein, because there's a T in there, through advancing technologies. Yeah, yeah. Bert trains. So President Obama. Who? President Barack Obama. Never heard of him. He came out uh, this week. Or last, last week. And he, he came was, out? Yes. And he's going to spend um, uh, about $300 million per year. No, $100 million, $100 million <laughs> per year over the next 10 years. So about a billion dollars. At least that's the starting amount. But he's also going to try and get a whole bunch of foundations and private money to, to be put into this. And it's all focusing on trying to figure out precisely how the brain works by mapping the entire structure of the brain. Now, we'll get to the, the problems with this, besides funding. But uh, I, I think it's a cool idea. Uh, he's, yeah. the, the people who are in charge of it at the moment, who are kind of putting together the specifics, are all contributors to the brain research. So they've all published papers. They've all been part of large projects. Right, so, and so they're well they're well situated to kind of focus what's going to happen. And this is part of the grand challenge program, which has been used before, like with the example of mapping the human genome. Yeah, right. So or or uh, even stem cell research with Bill under Clinton, which is is good. You know, it's it's sort of a space race X Prize kind of kind of thing. It's good to for the United States in particular to fund this now. Now there are two other groups that are there's, doing this at the same time. Yeah, and there and there's there's still I mean there's always been brain research going on, but now they may be able to get a little bit more money because they will hopefully be advancing towards whatever the final goal. It, it seems right now, at least with the hundred million dollar this first year, that it's more of a kind of push to let's start moving in this direction yeah. rather than okay we are going to dump a buttload of cash on this and that will solve the problem. It's more it's more of a focusing effort to say, okay, this is something that'll help a lot of different things technology, health wise, it'll create innovation in technology that we can sell to other people that's good economically. We can try to cure some diseases, try to treat some diseases. That's the eventual as, goal. As kind of yeah. like well, let's just push forward, and it will have a whole lot of great side effects. Sure, um, and, and and absolutely, because one, one of the things – I mean, just like the space race, uh, one of the things that you need is you need the technology to be able to do this. Now, we have some some fledgling technology. I mean, we can we can map the, the neurons, say, in a zebrafish, and we can watch them, but our resolution on that is only like – one one hertz, one you know, one sample per yeah, second. We, we don't have a lot of imaging on specific neurons in anything right. more complex than like a flatworm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we can't we can't do that now. But we're in a position uh, with the nanotechnology frontier, I guess, <laughs> the bleeding edge. Do, yeah, um, that we can probably start working towards getting the sensors. And so by by focusing on the brain, we can start focusing on the technology that we need to, to do that. Right. It's, and that's it's, pretty cool. It's it, the idea of it's Galileo's kind of really basic, simple telescope looking at Jupiter and saying, oh, it's a fuzzy dot in the sky, and then say, okay, now that we know that, oh, there's moons around there, let's increase our technology so we can learn more and more. Yeah. Well, I, I'd say, it, again, it goes back to the space race. Yeah. Because Galileo was an individual guy who had money. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whereas in the space race, the government dumped a lot of money, and it was for the very specific goals. And what happened was we got all this other cool technology out of it. Velcro, Tang. Sure. That that was necessary, or that you know they thought they needed, or they they found out that it had this other application. So who knows? But I mean, that's the that's the cool thing about science mm -hmm. and funding science is you might. You don't know really where it's going to end up. You, you have the goal, and hopefully you reach that particular goal. But there's all these other really cool things that we don't know. Right. 
yeah. that we may find out. We can't extrapolate what's going to happen, you know, with each advance, right. where it goes after that. We, I, I haven't been following the story very closely. I don't know if there's been any kind of pushback from the more conservative side of the aisle because you'd think that some of them might respond either just fiscally conservatively or some people might have a response of paranoia, but others have, might have a response, the same people who are saying, you know, what is the government doing funding a duck penis study? That was sure. a flap a couple of weeks ago to say, no, well, we don't know where all the science will go, but it's good to just push science forward. I, you know, I've seen a little bit of pushback, but it's mostly being in reference to President Obama being referred to as, quote, scientist-in-chief. There was, there was a little bit of Republican pushback. When he announced it, somebody called him scientist-in-chief. But he didn't call himself that. <laughs> he joked about it, but, you okay. know, the Republicans are all like, we don't want your science here. In a couple of the articles that I read, there were quotes by Republicans, not staunch conservative right. Tea Partiers, but, you know. Regular just yes, but they're they're conservatives. But well, like, um, uh, one of the quotes is Newt Gingrich said, yeah. "I'm I'm he deserves credit for he said that Obama deserved credit for taking an important step in the right direction." Right, and, and there's there's been a couple of those. So so people who are now granted, Newt Gingrich also won one of the moon bases. Mm-hmm. So he he's he's big on the on the pie in the sky sciencey stuff, and that's cool. Yeah, because this is going to be a budget war thing. Yeah. It's a hundred million dollars for the first year. There's like forty million going to the National Institute of Health, uh, no. National Science Foundation. It's like forty, twenty-eight, and ten, 10 or something. Yeah, yeah it's... and some are going. But I mean, the, so but before that, what needs to happen is the the general roadmap has to be placed out, and that's mm-hmm. what they're working on for the next six months, year is the so-called leaders, you know, the, the people that Obama has brought together to, to do this have to come up with with the plan and then there'll be the debate yeah. <laughs> and that will be interesting because of course uh, we're going slightly in the politics of course is that the conservatives don't if you spend money they want to cut something and of course they want to cut the, the poor people the entitlement uh, programs. entitlement programs yeah. you know stuff that we pay for um, and have been paying for uh, with all of our checks. Plus also just the general sec- security net people, yeah. things for people who just who maybe haven't been paying in but need some assistance. Yeah, exactly. So but hopefully science like this can help everybody. Yeah, and exactly. that's That's the whole thing of, of saying that, like with the Apollo program and the Human Genome program, I think Obama quoted somewhere that for every dollar spent on the human genome, genome project 140 it, yeah $140 back to our economy for technology for jobs yeah. for the whole thing it's an investment and that's good yes one of the things that the more conservative members of the congress are going to have to decide upon on this is the fact that this is going to directly re- impact traumatic brain injury which hopefully is well, no, that is actually one of the stated things that they're looking at. That's, that's to one of the goals. But the, the point well, is, hopefully, we can actually figure out how to fix it. I mean, right. one, of, one of the but, big people involved is DARPA, and that's their yeah. main focus. Right. But with traumatic brain injury, the most often cause that we see right now is from IED explosions in Iraq and Afghanistan. Now, they would have to be pulling the money of, oh, well, we don't have money to try and figure out why your son can't walk anymore due to this thing. Nobody's going to want that. Yeah. Plus, you just get Michael J. Fox to do one PSA about how this could help Parkinson's, and you've got another group of people saying, "Hey, come on, don't let's fund this. Let's at least try." Yeah, yeah. and then you, I mean, you also had the stem cells from Superman, Christopher Reed. Christopher Reed. Thanks. Yeah. Just because President Obama wants to put a hundred million dollars into funding the brain, and right now there's not an exact roadmap. That's not for me a cause to be concerned because they're working on it mm-hmm. uh what he's in is he's he's opened the gate well there are several scientists that are coming out against it saying that it might be impossible to map 100 billion neurons yeah that, and that, I, I think i think they i think they suffer from a lack of imagination uh but i want to say this because the european union has the human brain project going on mm-hmm. 
China has the, what is it, BrainNet one, BrainNetome, which is their version of it, much like the space race, where it was us versus the Soviet Union, pretty much. I think that these three competing groups are going to be spurring each other on, once again, for sure. research. I think, I think that'll be great. And I agree with you that this, this brain mapping is ambitious, but it is achievable because they're looking at how neurons function and move, um, what information is recorded, how it is stored, how it is retrieved, how brain function leads to behavior, right. as well as new treatments for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, TBI. And they're not just looking at it from an innovative standpoint. They are bringing in geneticists because there has been a, a, a link in genetics with things like Alzheimer's and schizophrenia. So this is truly going to be high impact and multidisciplinary. Make no mistake, it's going to be difficult because as some of the naysayers are saying, for lack of a better term, they say, well, the brain changes from being an infant to a teenager to middle-aged to older. It's like, well, right, but we don't know how, and that's one of the things that this technology hopefully will be able to map. Because once you get the technology in place, mapping it over a lifetime is almost trivial. Right. Because then you, you have the storage system, you have the ability to compare the whole thing. But the other thing, as, as you, you said, it's multidisciplinary. The other thing is education. With the space race... That was over a 10-year period, but that spurred the United States kids to start doing math and to go into engineering. And to want to be astronauts. And, right. And the United States put money into that. What we're, we're seeing here a little bit, again, I, I'm sorry for the people who really want to do this. This is actually part of science. Unfortunately, politics is part of science in the United States, is we're having problems with the education system where you have half the people like us who really want it to be science and evidence-based education, and then you want the other people who want to basically soften it down and make sure that you can wave your hands over a problem. But, we, I mean, if we want to continue this, you're going to have to try to inspire people to, to work at. To be that next generation. Yeah, because, I mean... And wear the lycra jumpsuits with the badge on there. Yeah, and, and granted, you know, for, for 10 years, so you had the people who are in high school now and college who will be part of this, you know, who who, who can, who have the, the vision and, and the drive to, to be part of it. And so they'll be able to, to fit in. But, you know, it's a, the people who are starting out. Hopefully, if when they see what's happening, they will be inspired and they will have the ability to follow through on that inspiration. Yeah, my my main concern when I first read about the story was the $100 million a year price tag. See, of, that just doesn't it, sound much to me at all. It, well, no, not that it's too high. It's too low. It's too low. Yeah. In reading about this, I found that apparently the Human Genome Project started out as $28 million in its first year. Hmm. And it, all told, it costs some $3 billion. So Over a 10-year period. 13 over years. its... Yeah, whatever, like the 1990s period that it was. Yeah. So it's it. Hopefully, this hundred million dollars is just the start. And once you have an idea from this super committee of how to start this project and how to really what directions to kind of push in in broad strokes, maybe once there's something more solid to get behind politicians will also drop more money into this and and private organizations like the few that are already on board mm -hmm. one thing that i want to also say is that looking at the, the human genome project when they first mapped the human genome it was something like 1.4 million dollars every time that they mapped it you know yeah. how much it costs now uh you can send in like a 50 dollar check i think to map somebody's entire genome is seven thousand dollars that's pretty good and these may not be reputable people, but I have also seen people write lower quotes as well. But that's, well, that's it what the is, march of improvement will right. give us. It's, it, some of these places that look at, quote, mapping the human genome or finding where you came from or whatever, they're looking at different things, though, like mm. mitochondrial DNA. Yeah, I did have a friend for her birthday. She Her, her boyfriend bought her a, a DNA test for her dog. Um, and it came back as, like, 
Great Dane. Yeah. And this is a small, like, knee-biter dog. Um, so they just kind of... Well, yeah, they're it, very basic tests for a few markers. Yeah, it's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also, um, <laughs> I think it's was. DNA 911 that least. sells art based on your DNA. So that's cool. I yeah. want one of those. At least the dog was a dog and not a ferret on steroids. Was a ferret on steroids or a mouse on steroids? It was a ferret on steroids. A ferret on steroids. And that was supposed to be a poodle, right? Yeah. Yes. People were selling toy poodles. But it was actually a ferret that had been raised since birth on on steroids to make it fuzzy and white and, yeah. It, with little pudgy legs? I've seen I, ferrets yeah. before. I, 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 Apparently these guys didn't do they any were, research. They were very good steroids and very stupid people. I, very ignorant people. I feel sorry for the ferret. Not so much for the idiot who paid for it. Uh, moving on. So I'm, I'm excited about the, the Brain Project. I, I hope that it passes. I hope they start funding it. And I'd really like to, to see this start happening. I hope I, it's our generation's Apollo. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you haven't read the, the last book in the 2001 series, which Arthur C. Clarke started, but someone else finished, they do have a, a thing with nano wires going into the brain that uh, maps the brain. And allows more efficient communication and, you know, keeps you from killing people and all that <laughs> other stuff. Uh, but it, anyway, it, it's kind of a cool look into how some technologies may be used, and this would be a, a perfect um, example of how stuff like that will happen. So well, I'm excited. I, it seems like the United States is, is focused on, on the brain mapping, whereas the EU and the Human Brain Project is more about modeling and using um, neurobotics um, to help enhance those models. Whereas the Chinese are really looking into um, the networking and um, lesions, which I think, you know, all three of these things are going to dovetail nicely together. Yeah, I I think so. I think so. Um, Because it it says in the name, uh, innovative technologies. Uh, The United States is going at 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 a very practical uh, initiative. Right. If they focus on the technologies, that means we get a better MRI, the next generation MRI machine, which means not just brain injuries, but body injuries can be imaged more realistically and more in real time, more efficiently. Yeah. Better diagnoses for everything from the battlefield to some kid who needs their appendix out. Yep. Or some person who tripped and fell on and hurt their heads. Yeah, you could, you know, you have a wand, you wave over them and say, you broke your bone, and okay, we'll set you. Yeah, I mean, well, we're chasing Star Trek is what we're doing. Pretty much. That's not a bad thing. Well, ten years ago, we had the flip communicators in cell phones, so it's only a matter of time. And And now 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 we we all have those uh, little pad things. The touchpad (laughs) things, the card I'm reading at my desk pads. That's that's a that's an ungainly title. <laughs> I'm one of those Picard. I'm reading at my desk pads. <laughs> Make it so. You know what I mean? Like he, engage. He was using a touch sensitive pad yes. in the TV show, and you know. Yes, I think we call them now tablets and iPads. I understand that, but back then <laughs> they were Picard the sitting at his desk. <laughs> it wasn't always. He sometimes read books. Yeah. Very occasionally, yes. More, more the 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 pad was about his reports. Oh, that's being true. all official and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Interestingly enough, this came up in my advanced sensors class last week. Sensors, as in the things you wave around with smoke in them in Catholic churches. Is that what they're called? Sensors, really? Well, we were talking about sensors, and then one guy in the class, uh, because we were talking about the brain initiative and one of the guys asked do you think that this would give insight into the soul which my professor definitely sidestepped and, <laughs> and basically said well we don't we don't know enough about anything to be to even to even talk about that yet we're just learning how neurons are fired so he he did a nice sidestep i was i was impressed and I just wanted to go poke the other guy in the eye. It's not a good question for this class. Yeah, you started quoting Tim Minchin at him. And... I thought about <laughs> it. But the interesting thing about that is this leads into our next topic about reincarnation and the soul. 
Maybe not the soul, but reincarnation. Well, reincarnation is the assumption that, that the soul, you yeah. are your soul, which is separate from your body. A very yeah. dualist idea that our brains aren't the, what makes us who we the are. The mind-brain duality. Exactly. So reincarnation is the idea that your body may die, but whatever it is that is inherently you will survive somehow and not go up into heaven like maybe a lot of Christians think, but come back into another body. Sure. More like that... Um, but we just forget about it because... Defending Your Life movie. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. I With, forgot um, about that. What I'm she? thinking... Meryl Streep and... Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. That's what I, I was thinking. I forgot about that movie. That's a good and movie, yes. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Here we go See, again. She, even she likes Rip Torn. Yes, maybe, maybe she's trying to say, there is a soul, there is a soul. <laughs> and I was a good cat when I was younger. <laughs> soul wise. Uh, yeah, so uh, what we got about what, 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 what we got on re- what do we have on reincarnation? What do we have on reincarnation, Greg? Why don't you reincarnate what you just said so we can understand it, Greg? Why don't you tell us about reincarnation? What if we won? <laughs> <laughs> You've won a whole new life. No, we're not talking about the Monty Hall problem. Oh. A couple weeks ago, I was hanging out with some friends, and one of them um, said to me, well, what do you do at these kind of atheist skeptical conventions? What do you what do you talk about? It wasn't the usual kind of, do you just sit around saying, I don't believe in God yeah. the whole time? <laughs> it, it was like, well, we, t- we talk about question. science and activism and trying to increase education and blah, 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 and, and deal with how the atheists are treated in the general community, discrimination, blah, 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 blah. That seemed to satisfy this person's question, but it, it, I, I soon found out that they were asking this question to lead to asking me something else, hmm. which was, so have you ever discussed at these conferences reincarnation? Um, not off the top of my head, but there are lots of different talks about different things. Yeah, I, uh, I know at some of the conventions they actually have mm-hmm. from a scientific point of view, but I have not been to... Yeah, uh, I... I've, <laughs> I've been to maybe half a dozen conferences. Yeah, you can so. find some on YouTube, actually. Yeah. But I haven't seen any personally, but it's like, well, no, uh, I haven't, but I'm sure that kind of thing comes up from time to time, um, even though a lot of people at these conferences here in the United States talk a lot about Christianity and maybe some Islam, some Judaism, mm-hmm. because those are the big issues here in the United States. Right. Eastern religions, not so much. So she, she said, well, I went to a conference the other day where they were telling everybody how there's scientific proof of reincarnation, that it really happens. What do you think about that? And and my response was, well, as a skeptic, I if if something is has proof and there and you know it's beyond a reasonable doubt, then yeah, I can change my mind. I haven't read that, so I don't know, but I'm skeptical. Because it it flies in the face of all we know about the physical reality, biology, physics, and all that kind of fun stuff. But I'll go take a look. So, I went and took a look. (laughs) Now, was it... you, You took a look at what she gave you? She didn't give me anything. All she said was she had heard that there was scientific proof for reincarnation. Okay. So, I did the standard thing of I went to the Google... Um, or Bing, or Yahoo, or whatever your preferred search engine is, but I happened to go to Google that day, and I typed in scientific proof reincarnation. And there's a couple websites out there, things like, oh, what is it? The uh, reincarnationexperiment.org, and a couple other kind of like that, where they go on and on about how, well, we don't know that reincarnation is true, but... We might as well assume that it is and live our lives that way. It's almost kind of Pascal's wagerish, but also just uh, kind of assuming that it's true. What's the logical fallacy about assuming the conclusion in your preposition? Well, circular reasoning. Circular reasoning, that sort of thing. Well, there's no proof of it, but we're going to believe in it, so that means there must be proof of it, or that kind of thing. So it's it's a lot of wishy-washy words, and I, I, I didn't find anything there, but one name kept coming up. And that name is... Uh, Professor Ian Stevenson. 
dun, 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 dun. who's a psychiatrist who lived from uh, 1918 to 2007, lived a long and full <laughs> life. Um, he got a medical degree in psychiatry, um, University of Virginia, um, McGill University, all those kind of, you know, actual colleges, not like mail order colleges or anything like that. But part of, partly because of his mother's interest in theosophy, which is essentially kind of a... Philosophy of theology? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of... If you look it up on the Wikipedia, it's a very kind of wishy-washy of, I want to understand the universe and the divine through whatever means possible. So it's kind of a crystals and dolphins, it's all good, man. Oh, yeah. Let's let's look at it all and it'll tell us about the divine, about us. It's, it's Flynn and Tron, too. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> He's the dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> very cosmic, very all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So because his mother was on that kind of side of the spectrum of belief, he was he was primed for it. And he just started getting more and more interested in that. And by the sure. 1960s, he began trying to research what he called PLEs, past life experiences. The main focus of his research was for the next 40 years, which include him eventually kind of deciding to stop being an actual psychology professor and being just kind of a, a Peter Venkman, yeah, and, essentially. And to, and to be fair to him, he was right in the in the middle of that time period when all of this was all big and important. And like all the, the men who make, stares at goats kind of Yeah, the thing. age of Aquarius crap. Yes, yes exactly. Right, yeah. So he, the big thing is he, from... Basically, the 60s on to around 2000, he went around the world and recorded what he called 2,500 or so cases that he felt were, I can't say evidence, because he did use a lot of wishy-washy words to say that, well, this isn't proof, it's just... Um, anecdotal It's anecdotal evidence. evidence to say this supports the idea that there probably is something. He, he at least maintained enough scientific rigor to say, I can't prove this, this isn't all proof, but he essentially just went around and interviewed people. Okay. Most of the people who we went to interview were kids around two or three years old. Ah. Yeah, little toddlers who have a really great grasp on reality versus fantasy. Ah, but you can see why a psychologist might, because perhaps they haven't been indoctrinated to forget their pre-born past. Or they've been indoctrinated in the culture they already exist in that already believes in past life experiences. And how many of those uh, two-year-olds in their past lives were window washers? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely Uh, none. They're all... Um, yeah. Cleopatra. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, Cleopatra that, or Caesar. Well, she, she had a soul big enough for a country, so we're probably all part of Cleopatra. Right? Well, that kind of I'm Cleopatra thing is a lot more of kind of the stereotypical Arizona kind of crystals and dolphins. Man, I was reincarnated. I used to be, you know, Catherine the Great or something like yeah, that. I used to be a, a major in the Roman yeah. army. There are a lot of these experiences where they are someone else from the village who died recently. A lot of times it's a violent death. So, for example, one of the best cases they always pointed to was a boy in Beirut who said that he was a 25-year-old mechanic who was thrown from a speeding car. And according to witnesses at the time, the kid, many years later, described the location of the death, the name of the other driver in the other car, or that car, I don't know if he was the driver or not, mm. the names of the family of this mechanic, the other people that he hunted with in the village. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard this. Yeah, it basically, a couple and of them. he like, he's, all of this said that this kid was remembering exact details of this death. Yeah. And I think, you know, by the looks on your faces that you're, you're figuring out some of the problems with this. Yeah, because there, there was another one where the kid knew all these details about a World War II plane accident. And it turned out that people in the family, because it, he was like supposedly the reincarnation of the grandfather, the great-grandfather, but it's very possible that he could have heard tales. Right. And he was a big plane fanatic yeah. from the get-go. That really is one of the biggest problems with this, that he would come in 
after the fact and say, well, tell me your story again, because the reason why he would go to this village is because he heard there was a reincarnation story. Mm -hmm. So it was a very self-selected sample of, oh, someone's saying they were reincarnated, that something was weird. Let me go check it out. Okay, so the story was this kid was the reincarnation of a mechanic Mm -hmm. who died in a car. Yes, a very violent, well-remembered accident. Okay, so let's just using the law of large numbers here, you know, we can figure out how many mechanics there are in the world and how many of those are killed in a car wreck, you know, sort of... From, from know, a small village. Right, but it, it, was, it was a village... <laughs> but no, it's he, one of these He remembered of... the names of the sisters of the mechanic, this kid apparently, the names of all the other people that the mechanic would hunt with, the location, so that it, so it was... So, once again... They latched onto those details. Yeah. Probably common names... You know, Mary, Joe, Bob. Maybe not. I think that's over. I think that's overcomplicating it. I really think it is that the kid would hear people talk about the story, and the adults assume that the kid didn't know. Yeah, wasn't wasn't old enough to understand. Right. But you've also got that thing of there are six billion people in the world. If he's looking at this one specific case, there is a case out there to find it. Right. In, you know. in, in a world of six billion people, a one in a million chance happens all the fucking time. Right. Let alone all the dead people who are not alive anymore. Yeah, you know, your one in a million, I, I think as the article put, could fill up Carnegie Hall yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> uh, what, what's what's from, from Discworld? Uh, Terry Pratchett says uh, uh, one in a million chances come up 99% of the time. <laughs> no. There's another explanation for how stories like this, which he felt was one of his best examples, could happen, is the kid maybe said, you know, oh, I remember a crash or something like that. Yeah. And, then and then the adults somebody went, fill in the details. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was, there was uh, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob the driver guy. So each time the kid talks about the story, they add more details and are fed by the parents, the family, yeah. the community. And then a couple of years later, Some Mr. Stevenson comes in and records this. And he wouldn't always talk to the kid. A lot of the times what he did was assuming that, the say, the father of the child would write down an account of the experience that the kid said when they were two or three. And Stevenson would come in and read the parents' account of the story and take that as proof, assuming that the father or parent or whatever didn't add their two cents to the story to make sure that it conformed to their beliefs in their reincarnation-believing world. And that's just one story that it took us five minutes to say, yeah, a lot of holes. He talked a lot about birthmarks and kids having birthmarks or scars near the location of injuries or birthmarks of that, their grandfathers. Of, well, yeah, whoever they felt that they might have reincarnated. And one thing is, if they're in the same family, they might have the same genetic defect, which means you have a strawberry mark on your face. But also, he would describe these experiences saying, well, this is proof that this kid reincarnated because the scar was of a similar shape and in a close location. Okay. So maybe, it was maybe, a lo- you mean like a, like a lightning scar on his forehead? Let me make an example here. Little kids running around who get, oh, say, similar scars on their face, on their hands, on their elbows, on their arms, on their knees, when they fucking trip and fall. They're little kids. No, I'm talking about, um, you know, someone had their arm cut off in a horrible accident, and because the kid has a mole on their shoulder, that means that corresponds. No. I think both of those... Could you be. are such a skeptic. Yeah. No, at the, I think at this point we're both being cynical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cynical. That's the word I was using. Maybe. So, yeah, I, I, maybe. <laughs> Not that there's no case for it. <laughs> and and it basically there's 2,500 more stories like this. All, little, all collected know. in the book and going, really? Yeah, it, it essentially Stevenson would come into these situations read these stories, if he felt that it proved reincarnation, he would consider the case solved. If he felt it didn't, he would consider it unsolved. There was never anything that counted against reincarnation. There was never any hypothesis to disprove. 
he liked to say it was akin to geology research, where you just go out and look at the mountain and research the mountain. You don't do an experiment on the mountain. <laughs> you know what, though? I have to I have to give him the one credit of trying the ultimate experiment. When he died, he locked all of his stuff in this cabinet, and it was a combination lock, and he basically said, "I when I die, I will either reincarnate or I'll pass the information on through, you know, the ether sphere and, and all is just to, to, to somebody. Etherpedia. Cabinet cabinet still fucking locked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is, I, I'm, I mean, you could just, I, in, in one afternoon sitting reading some of these accounts, I went through, you know, the idea that there's no disprovable hypothesis. It's very God of the gaps, kind of everything that, uh, the conspiracy theory, the everything that proves it is evidence for, everything that disproves it is not evidence against. Mm -hmm. There's interviewer bias because sometimes he had tra uh, translators who were biased. He was in a culture he didn't know. He had confirmation bias. He had self-selection bias. He ignored Occam Razor about the whole idea that there might be a simpler explanation. The kid might have heard it. The kid who says, uh, the little kid who looks at a picture of her dead sister and says, that's me, might not be saying, I was reincarnated. They might have said, that looks kind of mm, like me. me. I'm a little kid. I don't know any better. Yeah. All these kind of things, you could do a statistical analysis, blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. Yeah. On the other hand, it's a nice collection of Grimm's fairy tales. Sure. <laughs> Only so with reincarnation. If, if you're interested, there, there isn't a lot of recent, uh, recent stuff on Ian Stevenson because, well, he died in 2007. But there are um, some articles over on Psychology T Today, some skeptical articles on skeptical websites that kind of catalog these kind of things. So, if, dear listener, if you're interested, it's an interesting kind of um, case study in how to say someone was doing trying to do science and be science-y and use science words. Mm -hmm. But because he was not trained in that area... I mean, yeah, he was a psychologist, but he wasn't really yeah. trained in that area. It comes off a He bit. pretended like he knew he was doing. Yeah. So just out, just out of curiosity, you used, you used the term dear listener like two times in 30 seconds there. Are you, hit, not, are you hitting on the listener? Uh, that, may be, that may be overstepping the, the bounds of good grace. I apologize. Etiquette. Yeah. He's sorry, listeners. He, he he may have put you on the defensive without without meaning to. Yes, we at Skeptic Wire have a harassment <laughs> policy in place, so I apologize if I went yeah, too far. Yeah, we're only on allowed to harass Greg. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, and he's allowed to harass us. Yeah, but we fight back. Yeah, well, you, that's true. You don't fight back all that often. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, so then, submissive Greg. <laughs> yeah, we're not going there. We're not going to talk about that right now. But what we are going to do is my revenge on you two for harping on me the rest of the episode is the lightning round! Lightning round! What is the lightning round? The submissive Greg? <laughs> no. Um, so, so tell us... Craig just badly, likes to watch. What was what was the, Craig just likes to watch? Uh, the lightning round, where we go through some stories that we posted to the website during the week, the Facebook website, where you can go and like us and follow what's going on in our minds, as and, well as the other one, the our, one that you don't get to see, the darker one, the one behind the curtain, the back channel. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Gary explicitly said at the beginning of the podcast, before we started recording, that he did not want to talk about asses. Now, I was just wondering why why it, it was so common. As everybody <laughs> has an asshole, Gary. And we yeah, have you. That came... <laughs> Dear Long, professional butt plug. <laughs> That's wow. going on our next, next business yeah, card. That's on the business card. <laughs> Greg Perrine badly implemented Sean Connery. Donna Swafford. Boating accident. Boating accident. <laughs> Gary Long, professional butt plug. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want that one. <laughs> I, want a, I want a new moniker. <laughs> Too late. 
Anyway, so we get 90 seconds to answer uh, fill-in-the-blank questions that Greg throws at us, literally throws at us. Well, no, he reads. He reads them, and then he throws something. Yes, I throw the questions away because I don't want to answer them again. Yes. Uh, ask them again. So I am pulling up my little uh, yes-no dinger type thing, and Gary is hopefully I, pulling up. I got up. one of those the other day, actually. <laughs> well, you know they have a pill for that now. And mine was always saying yes. <laughs> Gary Long, professional butt plug. Okay. So we're about ready? Yes, we are ready. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Alrighty, you got your timer ready, Gary? I do. Alright, you can begin the timer when I finish your first question. Okay. A new small study by German researchers published in Biological Psychology found that men who lacked a sense of smell had blank than a control group. Uh, Less sexual partners. Jerry Falwell's Liberty University recently added revisions to their school policy ensuring that students could blank. Uh, uh, could carry guns on campus, Correct. but not go to R-rated movies. Yes. <laughs> uh, Katerina R. Jackson, a Democratic lawmaker from Louisiana, introduced House Bill 660, which would require students to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and blank every morning. Oh, it was so close. Uh, recite the Lord's Prayer. It was only six away. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Researchers studying how 105 young Australian women rated attractiveness in males found that blank had significant influence on their ratings. The size of the schlong. Correct. Uh, Camp Quest fundraiser at Oklahoma Joe's Barbecue was canceled by the restaurant at the last minute when they realized that Camp Quest was blank. Uh, Not a Christian organization. Actually, a free-thinking one, but... Yeah, specifically... To them, the same thing. Uh, Argentinian bizarre salesmen who were purportedly selling toy poodles were actually selling what? <laughs> it's steroid. Uh, oh, ferrets, you said. Steroid. Yes. Uh, listener Richard Hanna suggested that if we sh- can, we should go to Atheist Ireland's uh, International Conference on blank, blank through se- secularism. Uh, women through women sep- and secular. Women and secularism. Empowering women through secularism, June 2013. Go register if you can make it. <laughs> <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> I didn't think you could jump that high, Gary. Sad because I'm going to get all the tough ones now. Because yeah, like, I, like, I was all like, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> well, don't think that I didn't notice the little hand gestures of gun, gun, prayer, I, prayer. No, I didn't. That you I were didn't doing. need those. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the, the 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 little pinky finger going for tiny penises. Yes, yeah. which is the gesture I make to big trucks here in Texas. The little pinky yeah. finger. Kind of, well, I do. I penis. do believe in Texas that it is an an inverse equivalency of the size of your truck <laughs> to the, the size the, of the inverse square law, <laughs> or or the loudness of your muscle car. Anyway, well, Donna, are you ready for the lightning no, round? Ready. How many does she need? Uh, you got seven correct yeah. and no wrong. Woohoo! Well, you go. See, I didn't see. have a, I didn't, you. Did have a? I did have a help from. Yes. So you help her uh, if I can. Yeah, I'm gonna get all the tough ones. I'm gonna be like, what was I, the eighth word in scientific? I know. I don't think so. Um, well, I'm pretty sure you'll get the first one right at least. Okay. Melbourne, Florida resident Patty Burke says she found a special blank that had a cross on him and a crown circle upon his head. Cracker. Yes. On Friday, a federal district court overturned the Obama administration's FDA ban against women under 17 purchasing blank. Uh, the morning after pill. Emergency contraception over the counter without a prescription, yes. Pastor Joel Olstein was the target of an elaborate hoax saying that he was blank. He had left the church. The answers in Genesis Journal, quotes, uh, American <laughs> Research Journal publishes, quote, high quality and, quote, cutting edge creation research articles like what the Bible says about the origin of blank. Anything. Uh, yeah, anything, man. Death. death. Oh, yeah. Was... Death and suffering, yes. A Saudi court has ordered that a 25, 24-year-old um, pay one million rails fine for stabbing his friend, or he would be punished with blank. Paralyzation. Yes. 
Following her death this week, many on the internet were confused by the Twitter hashtag now Thatcher's dead, thinking that it said what? Now now that Cher is dead. Yes. Um, Marion County, Oregon parents who lost custody of their eight young children last year also lost their fight Wednesday to prevent the state from doing blank. Vaccinating their kids. A new national HuffPo slash YouGov poll finds that 34% of American adults would favor establishing blank in the uh, state. National religion. Specifically Christianity Maybe. as their religion. Nine correct. Okay, I'd like to point out that you actually helped her on one of those questions. <laughs> okay, then fine, she still got eight correct. Guess we know who he likes on the podcast. Um... <laughs> It's called the boobs, and yeah, fine. Just because you don't have any, I, I, no, I'm perfectly happy with it. I just wanted it to be pointed out that you, you as the quiz master, helped her. I <laughs> it's still. Not me. All right, next time I'll help you, you Gary. No, 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 I don't want oh. your stinking help. <laughs> <laughs> if I can only get one, I'll only get one. That's why we call him Gary Lawn Professional Butt Plug. That's really not why. <laughs> oh, there are many reasons. Nor, nor do we actually call me Gary Lawn. We, <laughs> we do now. Do we want to quiz him? Sure. Yeah. Plenty of leftover questions. Oh, read the questions backwards. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Are you ready, Gary? I'm ready. Researchers using laser lights on a certain region of a rat brain, rat brain were able to switch on and off blank behaviors. Uh, cocaine addictive personality disorder. You have to answer in backwards, too. Brian Fisher of the American Family Association blasted blank for accusing conservative Christians of not being able to do anything but thump the Bible during arguments against same-sex mm. marriage. Bill O'Reilly, Fox News correspondent and host. Evolutionary geneticist Jenny Grace predicted the degradation... And disappearance of the human blank within the next five million years. Why chromosome for us guys? Why? Virginia Attorney General and Republican gubernatorial candidate Ken Cuccinelli is asking the Fourth Circuit to reconsider the case where they deemed a blank law unconstitutional. Anti-sodomy law. Three atheist bloggers in Bangladesh were arrested and could face ten years in jail if convicted of... Um, blasphemy and insulting the prophet Muhammad and such. Defaming Islam. Yes. Republican lawmakers in the state of North Carolina put forward House Bill 494, which would... Establish uh, a a religion state for Carolina of the North. See, I did that backwards. On March 30th, New Braunfels, Texas resident Fred Bonilla snapped a picture of a sunset sky because he saw a blank in the sky. A face in the sky. More specifically, he thought it was the face of Jesus. A holy image. It wasn't. It was that dude from Star Trek. Louisville player... Go ahead. Louisville basketball player Kevin Ware told the press that his fractured leg is... All God's plan! Okay. Eight. Yay! Yay! I guess you tied. So if you give me if you give me the one, then I beat him. Okay, I'll give you the one. <laughs> you lose. You're yes. the weakest link. Oh wait, I'm the weakest link. Gary Lawn giving her one as professional butt plug. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. So yeah, on that note, I just quit. <laughs> Uncomfortable silence. I've done my job. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I wanted to say something about the the lady that found the cross, or actually the, 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 the screwdriver on yeah, the goldfish. Yeah, the, the, what is it? The, the Phillips head. And actually, one of our listeners, listeners commented, so let me go yeah. that. Well, she was looking that up. Um, she says that she eats three pounds of goldfish a week. Three pounds of goldfish. A large bag of goldfish is like Six ounces. Well, I, I, I assume yeah. that she gets like the big kind of milk carton-y looking It's got to be larger than containers. the... No, because that's not even three pounds. That's less than three pounds, I'm sure. She must have, She must well, be eating well, like two of those. Well, that's why I said plural, containers. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I, sorry. But yes. That's... She probably goes mine. to Costco and buys in bulk. Yeah, yeah. 
And yes, that yeah, is Yeah, but too that's much. still bat crap crazy. If yeah. you eat that many crackers, eventually you're going to find an Be anomaly. Well, okay, yes, be cracker too, but eventually you're going to find that anomaly cracker. You're going to find that potato chip that looks like Richard Nixon. It's going to happen. It's like we were saying earlier about the odds of a one in a million chance thing happening in six billion people. If you go through enough goldfish crackers, you're going to find one that looks a little weird. And like she she said that the 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 pattern in the middle looked like a cross. No, it looked like an X. It wasn't a full lowercase t. It was an well, X. No, no, no. It, 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 it's it like, looks it's... like a 632nd Phillips head screw. Thank you, Greg DeRay, yeah. for <laughs> commenting. But uh, but that, that kind of cross, I mean, there's a specific cross that, that's, it was like a Roman cross or yeah, something, something like that. Like that. But also, whatever. she said whatever. It, it had a crown on its head. It had no, a, a circle. circle. <laughs> yeah. To the front end of a goldfish cracker. A crown on its head would be above its head. Not in the middle of it. It was an eyeball. <laughs> it was not a crown. It was a second eyeball. She saw little... what she wanted to see, just like the New Braunfels guy saw yeah. something in a, in the clouds and didn't assume it was the Star Trek three poster. He assumed it was the face of Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think a reference to the Star Trek three poster would get a uh, awkward silence. No, no, no. I, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out where you were going with it. So. That was pretty much it. <laughs> no, I was I was responding to a Facebook post about does anyone have a Kindle version of the Bible that they like, and they want to mm-hmm. get an e version. And I actually downloaded a couple of of the three versions a while ago, and, and one of them had, was a scan of the King James version using uh, optical character recognition <laughs> so it's kind of like oh bad my lip God, reading that's be... it was yeah it was it was hilarious so that's what i was responding to anyway uh so i wasn't really listening to you. i'm sorry that's okay i've come to expect it yeah okay so are we done um, <laughs> have we no. have we started yet <laughs> <laughs> well we'll just finish it out with drop us a note on our facebook page with Skeptic Wire. Like us on Facebook. Like us on iTunes. Leave a review yeah. on iTunes or any place else. Or that... tweet us at the Skeptic Wire. So. Sure. And or such. at Mando Gerg or Skepti Filmmaker. Um, I know that you're. Not... Oh yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. he has a Twitter. He, he never. <laughs> yeah. Or at Oscar Lawn, and if you like our podcast, please say so. We like to hear that. Please do. And if you have stories that you find throughout the week, feel free to post those to our Facebook page. We like to see those because we don't think of everything. Our Google searches don't follow every single topic in the skeptical world. No, that is true. And, and, you know, sometimes we get stuck on one theme of a topic just because that's in the news. But if you hear something different, let us know. All right. So thanks for joining us, us this week. And oh, it's been an hour fifteen. Gary's words are running out. Yeah, pretty much. I've been I've I've been wording today and braining, so it's been a good day. <clears throat> okay, so we'll no. see you guys. Uh, talk with you at you next week, and have a good one. Hope be safe. Blah blah blah. blah we love blah, you, long time. Yeah. No. Okay, see, we love certain of them. Some of them, long. Yeah, time. but see, we're going back to you calling them dear listener and hitting on them again. We, we had this. We had this discussion, Greg. I guess calling him dear listener is that's that's safe. I'm calling all of them dear listener. Yeah, <laughs> not one of them. I'm calling all of them. How do we know that? Yeah, how do they know? Friend listener. Great. Now I just put them all in the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I live in the friend zone. That that's my the life. friend zone is mine. <laughs> I am king. I am king of the domain of the friend zone. That is that is true. So Donna is Miss Boating Accident. You are professional butt plug, and I am Mr. Friend Zone. How did I get the raw <laughs> end of this deal? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Ciao. Ciao. What'd you say? You both yeah. said ciao at the same time. Fuck. And I missed out by a couple seconds.
It's just a reverb thing. <clears throat> ciao. <laughs> ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email at skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. I've wandered into a weird Twilight Zone type thing. It's your house. That's what's frightening me. Goodbye. I have a cold nose in my crutch. Gary, what did I tell you? I mean, my nose ain't that big. <laughs> that just came out wrong in all counts, didn't it? <laughs> Sorry about that. We both... <laughs> I said nose. <laughs> it was basically commending the Count's cheerleaders for standing up for religious freedom. The, yeah, the wanting through the Bible verse to people. You said the Count's, I'm like... The count? One, yeah. one cheerleader. Uh, uh, uh. One, <laughs> one god. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're allowed to say on NPR. People write the letters. One nasty letter. Uh, 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 uh. Two nasty letters. <laughs> When did the count become Italian? That's that's my that's my count. You can just <laughs> back off. You're not doing any better. <laughs> You might be out Can we stop with this Sesame Street shit? One! <laughs> One Elmo sexy reference. <laughs> All right, let's go. So a couple... <laughs> you and your smug look. Smug look. Smug look? Smug. Smug. Yeah, I, that's no, I not what you said. No, you said smug, but I got it. Yes. I don't always enunciate correctly. Uh, thank you, thank you, Sean badly Connery. performed Sean Connery. <laughs> That's what we just call that one. <laughs> Hello, badly performed Sean Connery. Why don't you tell us about reincarnation? <laughs> yeah, that's all getting cut. I hope to God no employer ever does any research on me. <laughs> Whatever gods they be, please hide iTunes from potential employers. <laughs> you really think an employer is going to sit around and listen to 105 episodes of a show? No, but they may listen to, to one or two. <sighs> Almost anyone I cuss and say bad things about their Lord and Savior. Well, yeah. Or at least about the idea behind their... Oh, okay, so we about ready? Yes, we are ready. Um, who wants to go?